0: to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today we have very, very special guests and I'm very excited to have these two individuals on. Um, they're a staple in the Laurelville, Hamilton, Moravia, Walther, Arcadia, Beverly Hills community. And I'm very excited to have them on. Um, this has been a, a podcast making about six months. We've been going back and forth and I'm just so excited to have these two on. and um, Without further ado, Ms. Amy, Ms. Thomas, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Fantastic. Yourself? Great, great, great. And welcome to the No Fix in the Dark podcast.
1: Thank you. So excited to be here.
0: Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you guys. Um, you know, you guys are very busy and, you know, let's talk about where, where, where are we recording today?
2: We are recording in our small batch roastery at our cafe at 4719 Hartford Road.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So, yes, we are recording out of Zeke's coffee shop. And before we get into it, Zeke's coffee shop, what is it? When did it start? What year? Just so people the background of Zeke's coffee.
1: Uh, so, we just celebrated our 10th birthday as a cafe um, on Wednesday. Uh, and we have been, well, we were established in the, that, what was our address? 4709? Something 4607. Like that. 4607. I don't know. 4607. <laughs> uh, we uh, just moved to this space um, two years ago in September.
0: Yep. Nice, nice. Um, people, I have friends who know all about Zeke's. Uh, I have friends who actually put me on the Zeke's who live out of state. I had no idea about Zeke's. I moved back to Baltimore in um, 03 and I don't drink coffee, but all my friends drink coffee. So they're all heavily into coffee. And I want to say around 2008 or nine, I started hearing you guys. Were you guys are you around during this time, correct? Yep.
1: Yes, yes, we were. And
0: you guys were at the farmer's markets? Correct. And I had heard about it, but I was like, coffee? And I remember I went to the under 83's farmer's market, and I saw a long line <laughs> <laughs> for something. I'm like, what is this for, coffee? And they're like, yeah, this this is this is the spot. And I'm saying, Wait a minute. People are standing like it's a football game to get into <laughs> M&T Stadium for coffee. So, without further ado, let's give a background about you two first. Let's talk about you two. Where you guys come? Where you guys come from? You guys aren't originally from Baltimore, are you?
1: I am. You are. He is not. Okay.
0: Give a little background. Let's give to the audience.
2: I'm from South Central Pennsylvania, um, right outside of Harrisburg, PA. Um, I relocated to Baltimore. Uh, two, 1991, April of 91, Um a girlfriend and I moved down here so we could be closer to the music scene and buying records and seeing shows because Harrisburg is a little dead for that kind of stuff. However, I hear it's growing.
0: And when you moved down here, did you know anything about coffee? I drank it. But okay. no, I was an uh, end user. Okay. Cream and sugar, I ruined it. And what was your first job like dealing with coffee?
2: My first job dealing with coffee was um, I worked at the Daily Grind in Fells Point. Uh, I picked a, a shift a week for various reasons. One for a little extra money because I was doing theater which is where I met my wife and uh, uh, I could get a free pound of coffee because I worked there. <laughs>
0: And Miss Amy, how did you like, How did you meet this dashing young man right here as, as far as, and were you a coffee drinker also before this? I was
1: kind of a coffee drinker. Um, I would, uh, so, uh, well, I'll go back. We met in the theater, as he said. We worked at the theater at Catonsville Community College. Um, so we met there. He taught me how to weld. Um, and I guess we knew each other for what, like six years before we went on a date? Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. The, the
2: 90s are a gray area yeah. for both of us. But, uh, <laughs> I think it was longer, but... Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I didn't... I drank coffee. Um, I, I guess I, I first started drinking coffee when I was waiting tables, and i just, you know, throw a cup, cup of coffee and try to wake up, you know, late nights and early mornings. She always but. drank it black, though.
0: <laughs> so, um, how many jobs did you guys work before you guys... Thought the concept of let's do our own thing. Like, how many jobs did you guys do before get into your own event?
2: I can't really count dozens. I I joined the military, but prior to the military, I was a paper boy. I worked at the swim club. I worked at People's Drugstore. When I moved to Baltimore, I uh, had a small arts and crafts shop on Cathedral Street called Noisy Cats. Uh, Didn't really work out as as well as I'd liked. Um, And then painted. Uh, did touring with rock shows and roadie type stuff and then I did the theater and voila.
1: I did, uh, well, I guess my first job was at Roy Rogers in Catonsville Um, and then I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts and a South Philly Steak and Fries. I waited tables at several places. Um, Many of them are no longer in existence Um, and then ended up in the theater where I worked for about 10, 15 years, somewhere. Well, I still do, just not the same one.
0: Okay, so we, we worked in theater. You That's where you guys met. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does this all come in one big union as far as getting Zeke's coffee off the ground? I got this. Give a little background of this guy, because I, I really want to champion the entrepreneur spirit, and you guys both worked on it together, which is awesome. So go ahead, whoever wants to talk.
2: Well, I had worked for a, another coffee roaster, and he was um, selling his business uh in 2004 and we really felt like uh at in 2004 one of the catchphrases was buy local which to be honest i didn't quite understand it until i started seeing it at the farmers markets because i had worked at the farmers markets with um my previous coffee company and he was selling it and it was going outside of the the buy local range it was three hour drive there and we saw an opportunity to uh, take advantage of the fact that there were no local coffee rush, or there wasn't many local coffee roaches at the time.
0: So when you decided to do your own thing and buy local, buy local, were there any other coffee companies that were in Baltimore that were local or there everybody outside like, you know, like I call them like the invaders, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Starbucks. <laughs> were they around when you started?
2: There were some, there were local, there were Baltimore coffee and tea and spoons and a few other, a handful of small coffee roasters. The coffee mill, uh, which is no longer with us anymore, unfortunately, was in Hamden and it was a great place to get fresh roast, to get fresh roasted coffee.
1: Yeah, there were lots of little... um boutique kind of coffee shops, which was where I first started to appreciate coffee. The I can't even remember the name of the coffee shop, but it was in uh, Sweebo. and uh, I started Corner drinking. Coffee. Yes. Corner coffee shop. Yes, that was Corner it. Corner coffee house. And uh, was that Paula's place? That was Paula's yeah. place. Um, but I uh, I had a mocha. That's how I started drinking good coffee. Was there so
0: nice? Nice. My wife uh, is an avid coffee drinker. So she can tell you all about it. She loves coffee.
2: You know my catchphrase, right? What's that? Slow wins the race. I I agree. And guess what? What's that? You're going to be drinking coffee
0: shortly. You know, I've had coffee a couple times, man, and I was like, oof. From? Not uh, gonna Not gonna. say. don't. I don't. promote any other. I'm here. I'm here with you guys. I'm not right. promoting anybody. Well, you, else. you haven't had good
1: coffee
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that's why I'm here. I'm here. Bingo. At, there you go. Good coffee. Should have
1: given him some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all right. He's that's almost sorry. there. He's halfway there. He's got the water.
0: <laughs> so you guys started your business together. Mm-hmm. The first thing was the farmers market. Is my, my so I, want to, I just want to go in chain of water. So was the farmers market. Is it the first. Yes. Big jump yes. out there? Yeah. Now, Thomas was telling me a story. He said that you, I guess you guys had your first kid this time. Or it, was it? We, we had, had, had two. two. We had both of them. Had and he's, you ha- you're holding the kid in one arm and bringing people in the other arm. <laughs> and he's slinging coffee, making co- Is that true?
2: Well, it, I had one on my back.
0: Okay, one on his back. Okay.
2: Yep. And the other one was cranning in the van or decorating bags because she yeah. would stamp bags who... Young lady at the counter never knew that Tessa, Tessa? Did, yeah. Not, yeah, she's, did not yeah uh, she she was one of the first employees, I guess uh, right she't she did she didn't get paid well <laughs> um, and we did that and, and just you know did the slow burn
0: wow, so how was the reception when you guys first got into the farmers' market how was it How was it to you
1: guys? well, well thankfully, it was very good we had We had a great reception from the beginning at the farmers' market, and um, in fact we uh, we started like near the end of the farmer's market season. So, when the farmer's market season was over, we would have customers who would come to our house and actually purchase a pound of coffee. We would like hand it over the fence to them. Like,
0: <laughs> wow. Drive up. That's yeah. legit. Drive up yeah. coffee. Yeah. What, what year was this, you guys uh, remember?
1: 2004, 2005. Uh, Wait, oh no, 2005, because Gabe was born in 2004.
2: They would have, um, the f- fall, winter of 2005 through 2006, because we opened, we had our official. Grand opening, um, Earth Day two
0: thousand six. Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. So, my thoughts is that when you guys went through this process, did you ever think this is people love this? This is getting bigger and bigger, and bigger. Or like you say, slow. You're slowly maturing the the you know the audience of the clients and stuff like that. Were you guys thinking like this is taking off really quickly, or holiday work? As far as just so entrepreneurs can get an understanding of how it really really works behind the scenes. We knew we were going to do good.
2: I, I We had confidence that we knew how to produce a, a great product. Um, and to be quite honest, the start of Zeke's was not slow. Our, our heads were spinning. And the result of that was, at the end of the day, Amy would bring the kids over and a dinner or something like that. And basically, that's, what, that's how I saw them for the longest time, because we were cheap and did not want to hire anyone yeah. and didn't know we didn't, we didn't have the information in front of us. So 16 hour days were pretty average for, for me and Amy would come over and cover at the cafe or the warehouse when I would deliver.
1: Right. So I'd be roasting while he was delivering. We would roast at the same time that we were waiting on customers at the front. Cause that was,
0: can you hold on only- a minute? I gotta go back and get that roast. <laughs> right. Wow.
1: And I, we, I we have kids sleeping on the bags of beans at the same time. So it was a, I
2: love a thousand square foot is what we started in. Wow. And it was stacked, packed, shelves behind shelves, up to the ceiling.
0: Now, how did you guys get the marketing out here as far as getting people the word out? I know the farmer's market, you said, was towards the end. But how did, you know, get the marketing? Like, this is Zeke's. This is a this is place to be. The people just love because you guys were local? Or is this the, the brand, the product? How did you guys get that out there?
1: Well, I think for the most part, the product spoke for itself um, from the beginning. It was uh, people appreciated the quality and... Um, I think it just really spread from there.
2: Well, actually the farmer's market was our marketing tool. Um, Literally got wholesale customers, lifelong retail customers through the farmer's markets. Uh, We just, uh, we have fun and and people see that. And I think that helps sell our product. And and word of mouth was really what did our thing. Uh,
0: little bumper sticker helped as
1: yeah.
2: well, fueled by Zeke's.
1: You might have seen it. <laughs> I've seen it a couple times
0: around here. I've seen it a couple times. And uh, my biggest thing was, did you guys, when did you guys move into the Lauraville, Hamilton, sorry, Moravia, Northeast, Walter, <laughs> northeast neighborhood? Because, I mean, everybody wants to get shot out in the neighborhoods, but let's well, do Northeast. I like that. Mm-hmm. When did you guys move over here, Northeast?
1: We moved here 19 years and one month ago. It was actually Super Bowl Sunday when the Ravens won okay. in 2001. Um and it was a month before our daughter was born that we moved into our house.
0: Wow. Now, did people in the community know you guys had a shop when you guys first, like, I know it was 2001, you said, but 04, 05, when you guys started going, did people know? They're like, oh, those are the guys that sell coffee. They sling coffee. I mean, did they know?
2: Eventually, they, they got it. You know, the the thing that was our, our our calling card in the neighborhood was the the exhaust, the smoke from the coffee beans. People were, you know, that was a big talking factor.
1: Right. What is that smell?
2: A big talking factor uh, <laughs> in the neighborhood. And, of course, we didn't have a coffee shop in the beginning. We had a roastery where you could buy pounds, and we always had a, a carafe of coffee for sampling and whatnot. And then, you know, this neighborhood supported both markets. They, they you know, met a lot of our neighborhood folks there. And, a matter of fact, that's how I met Bob and Betty Mays, who got us two spots to look at to have our facility in because I had had a lease to go to the uh, Cork and Seal factory on Eastern Avenue and she said talk to these two people. One was Thies Plumbing which I never had to talk to because when I talked to John who had had a um, uh, sorry I'm drawing a blank on what his business was a warehousing uh, business for uh, perfumes and cosmetics he said yeah right here and you know it was full of all kinds of things that John had had. And I just, I saw it. You know, he said, I'm a wall here. We built a, uh, a faux storefront, theater style. A theater flat. Yeah. <laughs> For, so that when we opened our door, we had a real door and windows. And, and it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was in, quite an interesting experience. It still still blows my mind.
0: So when people think of Zeke's, they always like, oh, those guys are Northeast Baltimore. Neighbors, the neighbors in the area. Now where you guys start from back then to now, how has the reception been from the neighborhood as far as your guys' brand, your product, and just the love and outpouring you guys get here?
1: Um, Well, I I mean, it's been good for the most part from the beginning.
0: Great, from the beginning, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just keeps growing. I mean, there are people who like stumble in here all the time, which is nice.
0: There are people who are like, oh, I didn't know this was here. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um, after the civil uprising and all that stuff that happened in Baltimore, and a lot of people would say who lived in the county, they wouldn't come in the city. But the one reoccurring thing they would say, and I don't know if you guys know this, we only go as far as Zeke's Coffee. I've heard it a couple times. Okay, I haven't heard that. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's that is a common thing. Uh, when I tell people I live in Northeast or Hamilton, Lord, like we don't know what that is. They'll tell me flat out. I'm like, do you know where Zeke's Coffee? Yeah, yeah. We I drop out of Zeke's Coffee all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I live right there. I live literally. I could throw a rock to Zeke's Coffee. And they're like. That was you? That was me. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but that's the reception. People drive for great coffee and a great experience. I'm looking around right now. It is 10.30 a.m., and it's packed at a coffee shop. You know, it, To me, that blows my mind. What, did, what do you guys think for the success? How did you guys make this happen like that where people are comfortable coming in, having meetings, um, having coffee, meeting friends, elders coming to the neighborhood, uh, joining place? How do you guys make this atmosphere like this?
1: Well, I think uh, it just started from the beginning as, as being like approachable and, and personable, and, and, personable um, and really interacting with our customers and, um, uh, and then coming back and then bringing other people. And,
2: and we're still here. We still were actively involved in the business, um, almost all of it. Uh, don't get to the farmers markets as much anymore as I'd like to, but um, I, initially at 4607, we had 300 square foot of seating, and this is what drove us to come up here. And initially, it was just that side, the the, the main side was going to be Zeke's, but came in here once and I'm not exactly sure where Amy was at this point but <clears throat> I know I definitely bounced it off of her hey what if we do this roast to order uh, you know, get your coffee roasted fresh walk out with a fresh bag of coffee concept which we didn't need this whole space for so we were able to put more seating that was sort of a little bit more private a little quieter as you can hear uh, in here and and we just everything we do I feel we put 100% in um, our most of our lunch meats are house roasted. We make all our, all our own sides, all our own soups. Um, we're we're working on our, our pastry, and we had had a, a pastry chef, but he's going on to do bigger and better things. Um, so we're working through that part, but we really just pay attention to what we do and, and before, uh, offer quality products.
0: So Amy, I have a question for you. Could you picture yourself doing this, 21, years old, saying, looking back, I'm in charge, I run a coffee. I run, a, I run one run the biggest coffee operations in Baltimore City and around the metropolitan area.
1: No, if you told me that then, I would have laughed at you. I would have thought it was <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. Um, no, I'm very happy that we are here, um, but I certainly was not the path that I had expected. So.
0: That's all. So what do you do when like, people say, like, "What do you do like for 11 and what is your comeback when you, when people you're like, "I run a coffee shop What's the reception and without saying where you where you are
1: what, well if um it's, it's always interesting to run into people. I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. My favorite thing is when I'm wearing a Zeke's T-shirt and people will say, oh, Zeke's. Like They recognize it. They don't recognize me. And they'll be like, oh, Zeke's, do you work there? And I just say, sometimes. And <laughs> so.
0: When people ask me that, I say, depends.
1: That's nice, <laughs> yeah. though,
0: because you want to know what they're going to say. Right. You but, want to know what the you know interesting thing is. Because I always see, like I said, when I go to, to both the farmer's markets, you know, at 33rd, 33rd Street, Waverly area, you guys are always packed. And it's, it's a credit to you guys. I mean, I've been going to Farmer's Market since 2010. And every time I go to any market, you guys, I mean, you have to pretty much get there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh,
1: yeah. To get oh, coffee.
0: Yeah. Definitely down at 83. Yeah, it's packed. And,
2: and the staff down there is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of the most exciting things like in the whole growth is that because it was just us in the beginning, it would be the two of us at the, at the farmer's market, the two of us roasting coffee. And now like to look around and actually, I mean, we're here between the two of us, we're here every day, but, um, we don't necessarily have to be is that we have, we have such wonderful employees now and the whole, the whole operation is sort of Tight, yeah. tight yeah. And,
2: and, and and proud of what we do and, and knowledgeable.
0: Now, Thomas and I had an interesting conversation. We've talked several times, and I'm going to bring it back to this question because I feel like his answer needs to be told. We talked about, I said, you know, are you ever afraid of Starbucks coming in your neighborhood? And you already came back with a good answer with it. And you wanted to tell the people what you said. You probably won't remember, but I hope you say the same thing you said to me a while back.
2: Well, I wouldn't be super happy, but it would definitely uh, make us be a better company. Uh, it would push us to, to do better than Starbucks, which I feel like we do. But they've done, they've done great. You know, uh, People talk bad about them, and that's fine. Everybody can have their opinion about anything. But they, uh, they introduced us to what we're doing and really can't be... Um, can't be too angry at that,
1: right? Right. You have any thoughts
0: on that? Well, going Starbucks.
1: We always talk about how they they um, introduce people to the idea of buying good coffee, or you know, or actually like
2: what they have to pay for yeah, good coffee. And,
1: yeah, and so now when they come to us, they're not going to you know think twice about buying a, a a coffee drink or.
2: And occasionally, I have to um, taste the competition, so. A funny little story is we were coming back from a dance competition in New York and we were stuck in the Lincoln Tunnel for 45 minutes and I drank all my iced coffee and I had to go to the bathroom and I so I, I ordered a iced coffee at Starbucks but said my name is Gabriel my son's name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how was it? Huh?
2: It man, it was manageable. Got gotcha. you. That would be one of the few things that I drink at Starbucks and and actually sometimes it's not good but it was good and you should have seen how. Um, upset our son was uh, oh I mean, well, sure
1: he's he happens to be the his form of rebellion is being a Starbucks fan so he actually collects the oh. uh, the cups I probably shouldn't say that out loud but that's oh. his thing we have a collection of Starbucks cups that are we'll,
0: we'll talk about them later <laughs> now is this going to be one of these a family business that you're gonna to, you to think about passing generation to generation down or have you has that has that gone to your mind you guys thoughts about that Do your kids are I know some kids are like I want nothing to do with my family's business. I want to be out of it. I want to be long gone. But they don't realize, you got something good right now. Just thoughts. You guys' thoughts on that.
1: Well, I hope that we can keep it in the family one way or another. Um, I, right now, we currently have um, a lot of a lot of people who are working with us are, are family members. Um, a little more extended than just our children. Um, and Tessa works here now. I don't know where their paths will take them. Our, our children in particular. Um, but... Maybe they'll end up looping back here after their whatever careers. Dance
2: careers over? Yeah. I suspect, well, currently the uh, wholesale side is run by two of my nephews, Brett and Ryan, and uh, the cafe, the GM here is Amy's brother, Steve. So right now it's we got our base. It depends on what they want to do as well down the road. But I, I think that um, we have enough family around that it should stay in the family.
0: That's nice, nice. Um, and then, can we also talk about you guys are also located in Pittsburgh, correct?
2: Pittsburgh and Washington DC. So
0: yeah, I heard DC. I, I, it's funny. I somebody had told me that, and I said, and we you and I have talked several times, but I never didn't know we were in DC.
2: Another nephew. Both, gotcha. both yep. Pittsburgh and yep. DC. Gotcha.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So, I just just get people and people can also, you guys can, can we order this online, your coffee? And can they get it shipped to wherever in the United States of America?
1: Anywhere they want it shipped, com. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, the next question would be also do you guys foresee yourselves, because I know other places do it, having an online order, meaning, because the world we live in now, it's, a, it's, it's like Amazon. You know what I mean? And Amazon is to go. Do you guys have a, something in the future saying where I can sit at home, order my latte or macchiato, and in 20 minutes, there's an area right there. I can pick my coffee up. Coming soon. Okay. Just 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 throwing it out there. You heard I, it here first. <laughs> okay. 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 Awesome. We, yeah, I actually, like that. We're I actually like,
2: building that as we speak.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I don't know, and I, I don't because this is be public record. I'm not a big fan of Uber Eats and and those things. I mean, we use it, but um, with coffee, I feel like you have to hand it to somebody and and make human contact. It's a little bit more personal.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's the great customer service about it. Yeah. It's all about customer people. I will drive thirty minutes for great customer service just because I remember that you know being there and how I've been treated. So I definitely. Enjoy that. That's
2: what we try to pr- uh, provide here at Zeke's.
0: So, I'm gonna do a real quick thing. It's rapid fire.
1: All right. All
0: right. Rapid fire. Best crab cake in Baltimore. Coco's. Coco's. Best burger in Baltimore.
1: Hamilton Tavern.
0: Ham Tav. Best cheesesteak.
1: I'm gonna go with Sorrentos in Catonsville. It's what I grew up with. It was my go-to cheesesteak. Yeah. Route okay. 40, yep.
2: And I am gonna go with um, um, Never on Sunday on Charles
0: Street best cheese stick in Philly
1: oh where did we go Jimmy's. I've only had one Jimmy's yeah Jimmy's all right
0: cheese whiz or provolone
1: uh I'm provolone but I'll, I wouldn't turn down the cheese whiz
0: both okay flats or drums
1: I didn't know what this question meant I <laughs> mean <laughs> drums
0: okay <laughs> hands down flats nice nice uh is there anything else that we haven't covered that you guys want to share with the public out there so
2: we're growing at a nice clip and, um, here in Northeast Baltimore, but uh, with the bridge at Herring Run being repaired and taking three years, we're all seeing the slowdown in business. Ours happens to be a slowdown in growth. I'm not complaining, but uh, come over to Northeast and, and just see all the great businesses here and come by and get a cup of coffee from us
1: yeah, there's there are so many businesses in the area. and um, and I, I think one of the greatest things is just the support that we have in this area for each other's businesses. Um, like from the beginning, we've all supported each other, and I think that's what's helping us to grow. So
0: well, I will say one thing I do love is when I drive by and I see a lot of community organizations having meetings here. and that really shows that you guys are really a part of the community and saying, hey, you can you can have our space have your community meetings for Northeast Baltimore. And um, can people rent out this little space in the back here? Uh, Are there things that people can say, hey, I may want to have a birthday party for my kid or anything of that nature. Do you guys guys offer that?
2: Yes, we do. Uh, It's a slow burn. We're working on it. We've done various different ones. Um, We're getting our feet back under us after the holidays and the, the major change of our chef and our baker going off to do their thing. So, as we speak again, we're working on different projects, I'm catering. Uh, we have a liquor
0: license now. I was going to ask my next question, my last question I was going to ask you guys. Um, how do you feel about getting into the liquor license game with coffee?
1: Well, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity. Um, I know we don't want to become a bar. No um, in, in any way, but it is nice to be able to offer, um, when we're open later to be able to offer beer or wine with our, our, our dinner uh, menu. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, to be able to make coffee drinks, we've always talked about, you know, making the, um, uh, uh, an Irish coffee or whatever. Um, and now we can actually do that. so it's not, I, I don't think that it's going to change our business too much, but it will, um, enhance what we have.
2: Add to it. And, and once again, we're taking our time figuring it out. Um, Perhaps some at some point we'll have a type a guest bartender type on the weekend to make some kind of fancy coffee drink. But right now we don't even have a proper bar. We're just sort of working within what we have to see what we need to do down the road.
1: And it's also nice to have because we do fundraisers on occasion, and in the past we've had to get uh, a liquor license for the day to be able to do those things. Which is a
2: pain in the rear (laughs) for sure. Does
1: so
0: well again. Thank you, Amy and Thomas for coming on a No Picks in the Dark podcast. I really want to highlight local entrepreneurs, and I really want to highlight businesses in the area. Like you guys both said, the bridge hurt a little bit with the business, and I just want to make sure people understand how important this is, and I want people to come out here and support and come and say, hey, we want to be a part of something. And you, there's so many ways to get to Northeast Baltimore. There's so many different ways. Let's not have the bridge be this to be an excuse not telling people, they, they got to get here.
2: Well, and the reality is, is that it, if it's not rush hour, it's an extra five minutes, to, yeah. to, if you're coming from the south.
1: It's not much at all. I often forget that it's closed and come out Hartford Road. Still, and, and then I'm like, oh, darn it. <laughs> <So>. Nice,
0: nice. <laughs> uh, is there any big events that's coming up, but uh, coming up in May or uh, May or June that you guys might be hosting here? I know you guys just did a disco something last year, a couple, two years couple, ago. You know, mm-hmm. um, is there anything? I know you guys are your food menu starting to get. More Bigger, extensive yeah. and things of nature. Is there anything you guys want to
1: um, plug? Well, we're doing a fundraiser for uh, Mid Atlantic Center for the Performing Arts, which is the dance studio where our kids dance. Um, we're doing that uh, May second, uh, so we'll have that open for the public. We'll have a—it's uh, kind of a pizza, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, pizza disco. Easier for me to say.
2: Right. We'll, we're just going to do pizza, and, and we'll have our, our beverages, and uh, well, the disco ball will be on. Yes.
1: yes. yes. Everybody
0: loves a disco ball. Yes. Well, folks, you heard it here first. I'm so happy I got these two. They're the hardest working, some of the hardest working people I know in Northeast and just getting in, sitting down and actually doing an authentic interview And Zeke's. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do it here. I wanted to hear the people background. I wanted to hear Smell the Roost. I wanted to ha- be, in the, be in the environment. So I appreciate you guys having me here. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, thank you guys.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks,
0: Aaron.